Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Time Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined by my friend, Michael Wifford. Hey! So today, we are going to be getting into some great potential spoilery content, getting into our predictions for Season 2 of the Wheel of Time. It might be off in the distance in some indeterminable date right now, but we are excited to still talk about it, to speculate about it, and to actually use our book knowledge for however much it's worth to try to guess (laughs) what's going to happen in Season 2 of The Wheel of Time on Amazon. So, before we get any farther, just going to give the typical friendly reminders that if you would like to get in contact with the show, you can email us at wheeloftimerewind at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram or Twitter, you can get at us there uh, at W-O-T Rewind. Okay. So, without farther ado, let's get into some good spoiler content, talk about our predictions, and Mike, go ahead and let's kick it off with some predictions for Season 2. Okay, so... I'm going to go back to um, Moraine threatening Leandrin back in Tarvalon, where she said, oh, you better, you better not say anything, otherwise I'm going to tell about your the man you meet at the harbor. And we've met, we mentioned it throughout the season, and I don't, I don't think this is like a super important theory, but that Leandrin's friend she's meeting with is either a dark friend or a forsaken yep. or a merdral. And uh, they're giving her instructions for what to do. Because as we know, in the books, she is a dark friend. Correct, yes. So that, that's just one theory I have right now going in is that that might get fleshed out. It might be interesting to see if episode one and the second season, they kind of do it like in the books with that the uh, prologue. Where you get like perspectives from different characters. That would be kind of cool Like the like during the first episode of the season if they did like almost like a prologue episode where it's like you're it's set kind of setting up some of the other storylines on top of what's happening all right let's hear one from you Dylan. then i'll go back i have five more (laughs) you have five more okay so i don't have my predictions like numbered or in any kind of order or anything like that oh so but here is one of the predictions that i'm gonna make for season two and I'm going to start off with not too, like, great of a, like, of a reach. Build up to it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Build up oh, to it, if you will. That's where I'm going So to. my first prediction is that Rand will not stay gone for more than one episode from the main group. Oh, that's interesting, because that actually leads into one of my predictions or theories. Okay. What do you got? Uh, so yeah, I'll just go into it. I was I was saying they may have Rand go and meet Elaine in Andor before she goes to the White Tower, and sort of you get the chameleon or uh, Camelin scene, but you <laughs> no chameleon, chameleon, but you scene. get it you get it uh, in season two instead of season one, kind of in the wrong order, and then that'll lead to her going to the White Tower, meeting up with Egwene and Nynaeve, and you meet Elida, and so that's kind of get that whole situation going on there. And I I actually wondered if they might try to give him more of his own personal quest in this instance. 
and maybe he would end up in tier at the end of this season. So my whole prediction on why Rand will meet back up with the group fairly quickly uh-huh. is because I am really wanting to see Lan train Rand with the sword. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So my prediction about Rand coming back together with the main group, now there's some caveats to this because I don't think that main group will include Nynaeve and Elaine, which is they're going to the White Tower, which I think is a pretty obvious prediction. Yeah. And so maybe that should have gone first. But anyways, I think Nynaeve and Egwene will go to the White Tower, uh, train in Tarvalin as accepted to become Aes Sedai. And they'll meet Min there, and oh, they'll see Min there, and it'll be a familiar face. Yes, and then they'll see Min there, they'll four. meet Elaine there. Yeah. And so my prediction about Lan training Rand in the sword is because in the books, Rand has this heron-marked blade. And mm. a heron-marked blade is the mark of a blade master. And which Tam, Rand's father figure, was. Now, Did they ever say the significance of that in this first season? They didn't. They kind of they mentioned said it, was it like, a little bit. Yeah. Like Ishamayel, when he was looking at the sword, he's like, huh, a heron mark blade. Interesting. Like, yeah. Looked at him like, did you really earn that? And so Rand does get trained, though, in the books by Lan on how to use the sword. Gets to do all kind of like cool names for their forms, the sword forms, like bull rushes down the mountain and like all kinds of other ones that he uses and starts training to actually try to earn that heron. Because in the books, the heron causes a lot of trouble for Rand because people look at that and say, oh, mm. damn, you're young to be a blade master. Let me see if you can actually wield it and deserve to have that heron. Huh. Also, you know, it kind of leads to the part about the prophecies of the dragon with him getting branded by the heron twice on his palms and everything. So I'm thinking that he needs to have some kind of sword training this season. But we'll see how much he actually gets and how long he stays gone. Because I really like your prediction for him going to Camelon and meeting Elaine and Galad and Gawain that way. And he could be trained by someone else. You know, they might shift it over to like Garth Brynn or... Yeah, could be in any number of people because I mean they don't—they obviously don't have a problem with uh, changing these events and switching um, who does what role, you know, in, in these roles. Um, and I, I want to add on to that a little bit. The reason maybe they want to give him his own personal quests and maybe have him separate a little bit is, in in all retrospect, like in retrospect, like book two when he's going and leading that. It's about him kind of becoming a ruler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and learning those traits. But if think he doesn't really need to be there, though, with what they already did in season one, because they've already made him realize he's the Dragon Reborn. So that was part of the issue with this, too, is like he was going to just help his friend, then he was leaving. And they've gotten rid of both of those motivations. Uh or at least that motivation of trying to help Matt. Kind of. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's we'll not, see well, if he's still actually attached to the dagger or not. Yeah, because they've well, they've already made him leave, you know. So mm-hmm. like, Rand's already made that choice. Instead of like staying with him, he's decided to leave, and so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Like maybe he goes and he meets up with, um, Tom, earlier on. 
so they don't have to go a whole season without Tom or until the end of the season, you know? Mm-hmm. So but see, anyway, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just going to finish up by saying but the main purpose, I think, of maybe having him go a separate route and they could focus on that is because they're going to really give Perrin the job to lead the quest. Exactly. The That's what Valiant. I was going to say, is that I think that they're going to have Perrin lead the procession to try to recapture the Horn of Valir with the Inktar. Yeah. And I think that they will meet up with Matt and Tom and kind of form a little bit of a group there mm-hmm. with Matt, Tom, Perrin, Loyal, all going after the Horn of Valir. Yeah. And I think they'll really give that, because that would give the development to Perrin Which he uh, becoming this needs. leader. And he he really does need that on the screen, but it gives him the role of, of the leader, which he does need for later on when he becomes Lord of the Two Rivers. Right. So that would actually make more sense because in reality, Perrin really didn't give that, get that training in the books, and you know he grumbled all the time about how he was no lord. And I mean, it's fine I think in the books. All three but... of the boys did that though. Matt, yeah, Rand, and true. Perrin were all like, "Don't call me a lord," until they finally accepted it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this will also allow Perrin to really focus and connect with the wolves and go through that development. I don't think we're going to see... Um, may, I don't think they would travel into the other world. So, using the portal stones? Well, actually, they could. Maybe, maybe... This is interesting, because this does bring in a whole bunch of other stuff, but... Like you said before, maybe it's Celine. Rand meets Celine, and he meets someone else that goes along on his quest with him. Right, because I was thinking if they do it that way. So since this is we're talking spoiler stu- spoiler stuff here. Yeah. Um, Celine is Lanfear in disguise, that and so my other one. Yeah, it would ruin your other prediction. But my so theory, my yeah. thoughts are is that if they introduce Celine that and that character of Lanfear. And have her be like Rand's companion in this quest, like kind of stroking his ego, trying to get him to go after the Horn of Valir. Mm-hmm. You know that might be where he meets back up with the rest of the group at like Falma and mm-hmm. fights in the sky and battles with Shan Chan and all kinds of stuff like that, which I hope they keep. But yeah, well, well no, I think they would because it would. Like their thing with the first book or the first season ending is they wanted to share the glory, right? Mm-hmm. And so in in book two, really, they do each have their own instance where they're earning glory. Like Matt and Perrin are part of the fight with the horn. And I think that would be like a really important thing to show that we never really got to see in the books because it was all about Rand's fight. And you didn't really get to see like them fighting the Sean Chan. But... You did get to see Nynaeve, Elaine, and Egwene's fight with the Sean Chan. And so that would be really cool to show that as well. Oh, and Min. Uh, that as well. And then you'd have... So th- those t- you'd be able to really focus in on the fight with the heroes from the Horn and Matt and Perrin and Wolves, I'm assuming, at this point probably, fighting the Sean Chan. And then you would have Rand maybe in the sky or it might not be in the sky again. Maybe it's like... Sort of the same way they did last time. Which I think I don't know. would be a mistake if they don't, like, highlight some of that, like, power. That I know. They has. really do need to. They really do need to. Uh, but, 
you're if if they do happen to do that like do a three part storyline where you have Moraine oh that that's my other one go for Moraine's it go going Moraine's going to see the retired sisters oh absolutely happening uh, yes and learn how to untie the shield around her she'll also face off against either Forsaken or at least the Drakkar maybe a Gray Man mm-hmm. that way they can really start to expand on the Dark One's forces and. Uh, She'll probably learn some other information about Rand or to give more exposition. I think that will probably just be Maureen and Land doing that, I'd assume. And maybe we meet Varen Sedai as well. So, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And since we think Varen is for sure coming in season two, and I'm not sure if that's been confirmed or if it's like just highly suspected, mm-hmm. the more I'm thinking about it, I don't think Rand is going to get back with the group. I'm just kind of thinking on the spot here and just kind of hearing what you're saying, mm-hmm. kind of twisting what my predictions are already. But I think that Moraine will 100% meet the retired Aes Sedai sisters that will help her explore how to get out of that shield mess that she's in. I'd mm-hmm. love it if they include the Drakkar scene because I think that'd be a great opportunity, like you said, to expand on the Dark One's forces maybe kill one of the retired sister's warders and go from there to show yeah. just like how deadly a Drakkar can actually be. And I mean, so, honestly, they probably kill one of the retired sisters or both. Well, I think they don't care. It, yeah. It really depends. They're small later on and everything, but yeah. Um, so then this is kind of is where I was le- going with like, uh, my change of thought. Okay. So if Rand gets back with Perrin and Matt on the mm-hmm. hunt for Valir, right? Yeah. It might be Inktar that trains Rand in the sword oh. forms. Yeah. So That's I was true. kind of thinking that could be good, but I just, I'm wanting to see Rand train with the sword, basically, is what it comes down to. Again, they could do the whole thing where it's like four weeks later. They could. Yeah. Or whatever else. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that with time. But I'm thinking um, that the season two will wrap up maybe at the Battle of Falma, mm. where they kind of propel, repel the Sean Chan, and Rand defeats Shamael for the second time. Although I don't know like the pacing that they're trying to do, so that might be like a like a mid-season finale kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe they do the Fall of Tear as the finale for season mm. two, but. It just I seems think like Falma, it's not set I up think, yet. Yeah, I think Falma would be a good season two finale. I, I think they're going to probably keep with those book finales. But, like, what they... I mean, really, with season one, all they did is they brought in some other elements from other books. So you don't have right. to go to every little thing, which makes sense. So I'd be... I'd be... I'd agree with you. I think, like I said, maybe it is, like, Rand going towards Tyr. Or learning about and having to go to Tyr. Does he end up in Ky- uh, Kyrian in the second book? No, not in the second. Well, yes, 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 he does. Yes, he, he does. Because I remember he so gets that to could Kyrian. be really interesting yeah. if he because maybe he's he finds um, Tom and then mm. Matt meets him there as well, and it's sort of Kyrian is more the joining the meeting place spot, for them. Yeah. Because, like, Inkarian is where he and Selene go to the Illuminators and mm-hmm. everything like that. And that Cause could be a really chaos. interesting mid-season sort of interaction is that whole, you know, that whole Kyrianan storyline. Not sure, but we'll see. 
They may or they may not. And I mean, because Kyrian is right by Andor, so that would make right. sense if Randy goes to those locations. Uh, but my next one, my next, um, which also doesn't quite feel as good as when I wrote it, but I, I was thinking like Elaine and Randall jump right into a relationship next season. Uh, I think we'll see me like Min, Elaine, and Gwen get to know each other at the tower before being captured by the Sean Chan, and Leandrin will still lead them through the ways to that location. It kind of being her big reveal as a dark friend, because I, yeah, I just think love like that, that is in the book. that is yeah that is just something that stuck with me was that scene when like Leandrin leads him out and there's people there and you're like oh, wait a second and it's like oh she's a dark friend. Because so, I'm really wanting more dark friend reveals. And yes. so Leandrin doing this to Elaine and Egwene mm-hmm. and Nynaeve, like midway through the season would be great. Would be great. And then we have that one at the end as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I think like if Rand does go on his own thing, he's going to find a few of them. And that'll be really interesting as well. And it'll show like him kind of not trusting people. Kyrian and or the Kyrian, if they do go to Kyrian, that would also be a great place for that. Because Rand doesn't know that Pat and Thane's a dark friend either Mm-mm. only parent no. does yeah right now only parent and loyal and, and i mean Uno. you know and I, yeah and i really do think parent's gonna replace the sniffer or maybe yeah. they'll kill off the sniffer because he doesn't really play a part after not after book two i think he's gone from then on yeah they might mention him but yeah he didn't really have too much of a part and parent really replaces him anyway when his yeah when he goes when missing he with his... rand yeah when he gets his wolf powers all right so speaking of wolf powers my next prediction is that elias makes his appearance in season two. Oh, interesting again and how so do you think this that might is kind of like wishing for this to happen but mm-hmm. also going off of rumors that i heard that elias was set up to be in season one but could not come to film because of covid so I'm kind of piecing them together, kind of hoping for hoping for my um, wolf brother friend to come in and join here and teach Perrin the ropes. Good. I would not mind that at all. I was thinking it might end up just being more like Lord Ingtar had heard about somebody and talk about a situation like that. Well, and this is where it could go, is if they make Elias the sniffer. Mm. oh that'd be interesting it'd be a change that would introduce elias in that way but it would also filling a role and yeah repla- fill the yeah. role of a replaceable level character unfortunately for mm-hmm. any fans of our friend for the, our friend the sniffer yeah, it would be interesting would be interesting i like that idea because it sort of hits two turbo two birds with one stone so mm, i like it um Here's my next one, unrelated to that. But the uh, Sean Chan will still take over a large area of land. Uh, I don't think, though, that the Children of the Light will really get involved and have a huge force going against them. As much fun as that would be, I just doubt that they would want to put Lord of the Rings level budget fights in the show just just yet um i do think we will still see obviously i'm involved he'll show up at some point um i think more with perrin than in uh more with perrin this time than with uh the girls but agreed 
I don't think they're going to be in there as much as some people might hope. So my next prediction is that by the end of season two, Moraine will no longer be shielded. <laughs> I think that's yeah. I think I that's, think that's a given. But I think by the just, I think that might that be out. part of that mid-season <laughs> finale too, or mid-season like that's the big a big event as well. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say past two or three episodes. I don't know. I think that they could let it be a little bit of a longer struggle. We saw mm-hmm. how long she dealt with being hit by a trollic weapon. Who knows That's how true. long they'll make her suffer under the shield, but she's That's not going to pass season two shielded. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, so this will be my last one, but, uh, and then we'll get, and then if Dylan has any more and then we'll get to the Twitter ones, but my last one is one I've been kind of pounding the table for is that land fear uh, will not be cast, but will be implemented in these first, at least first two seasons here as other people. So Matt, like we talked about Matt, uh, mask of mirrors and it'll be kind of neat because I already think she's appeared with Leandrin. I really like that was such odd behavior Either that or, like, why would Leandrin want Nynaeve to meet up with Loyal, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas we know in the books, Lanfear wanted to help out Randon's friends. And so... At least a little bit. At least a little bit, because she wanted to gain his trust and, you know, or at least manipulate events to her, just in her way. I can't really think of any other reason why Leandrin would do that. I mean, she was kind of trying to win Nynaeve over. I don't know, though. Yeah. It, may, like, it felt a little it, odd. If it had been done a little bit differently, I think that would have been cool. But I, I like the idea of doing it this way because all of a sudden it could be Egwene shows up or Nynaeve or whomever coming to talk with Rand. And it's just like they're acting a little bit different. And she's doing it to get a better understanding of him, his temperament, and everything else. And and uh, it, it, it would just be kind of neat to come back later and see, like, she reveals herself and tells him who she is. And he's like, what? Oh. And she's like, I've been there all along. It's just, like, flashbacks. And it's like... <laughs> Like in one of those comedy movies where it's like the spy and it's like the guy with like this crazy fake mustache is just like behind the person like looking at him or something, you know? I don't know. But I I think it could be kind of cool to do it that way. But I do kind of like our idea of him doing his own solo adventure and Celine being part of that. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. But all right. uh, Yeah. The Uh, last last prediction I'm going to make here. And again, these are all I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of trying to be a little bit more realistic here. Um, But the last one I'm going to make, I want to try to swing a little bit bigger. I'm going to try to make up one on the spot. Mm. Okay. All right. And so for my last one here, again, something I want to see, I'm going to say that the gang will end up in an Ogier setting this season. Hmm. So I think Loyal might lead them in there kind of uh how the he does or how Perrin goes in the setting in season one to seek shape to seek safety from 
the dark friends or not dark friends the um the shadow spawn that are coming after mm-hmm. him and everything and so i think that they will enter an ogier setting and maybe even see the stump in this season but moving on from there let's go into some of our listeners feedback questions so mike go ahead what do you got for us okay so this is from matt scoot uh, again thank you matt and these predictions are pretty cool like it's really funny because uh they're uh, a, a lot of them are really close to what we were saying and so matt promise you i did not read this before today <laughs> um but matt said my main prediction is that we get celine meeting up with Rand solo i think it'll also like be cool it? v- yeah yeah we we said that would be a really neat way to go about that i think it'd also be cool if varen manipulated matt to meet up with rand that would be Ooh, really like interesting because yeah we never talked really about like where we thought varen would slide in if she has indeed mm-hmm. been cast for season two i think that'd be a yeah. really nice way to kind of get her to push the rest of the group together yeah i i was thinking there i my original thought was um she'd be with the retired sisters Mm. and sort of join up with moraine that way that would be good too yeah um zero percent chance we see portal stones yeah i kind of probably agreed because i just think it's it's something that honestly was introduced in the books and then once they learned how to travel, it was gone. Right. It was it was pointless after they learned how to travel, or should I say it, after Rand learned how to travel yeah. and showed everyone else how to do it. It lasted for two books, and that was it. Uh, well, no. Well, yeah, it was in two books. Yeah. I don't know if they and used they, it again later on. I can't remember. I don't. They used that other device, I think. Anyway. Um, Perrin slash Shinarin's chase Fane using Perrin's skills. Yeah, that's kind of what we, yep. we talked about there. Rand meets Elaine. Celine takes Celine takes Rand to Camelin instead of Kyrie Kyrian. Ah, okay. I like that. That's that's a good one. That is, yeah, that's a really like we were talking about him going to Camelin or uh, Kyrian, but yeah, Celine taking him there. That'd be really interesting because then we get that really uh, fun side of Celine where she gets a little upset. The fun, jealous side of Celine. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then. Egwene and Nynaeve go to the tower. Morin gets summoned back. More of Varen? Falma slash Tyr combined. Oh. Ooh. That's interesting. I I don't know if... I don't I, know how I feel about that. I don't think that was going to happen. Um, I think Tyr is big enough that it should get it its own. It has to be its own. Yeah. Well, and also, kind of too, I, th- I think in season one, they did set up the location for... Falma being Falma. Right. Um, now, it would be interesting if, like like I was saying uh, to you there, is that at the end of the season we have Rand stepping into Tyr. Mm. And throughout the season, we, he's learned more about the prophecies, and so he's going to fulfill them. Start to fulfill them, yeah. And then that would be really interesting for season three because maybe it is Setting up the- him, taking Tyr, going to the ideal waste, all stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, unless, I mean, you did bring this up at the end of season one. You were like, is he looking at the Aiel Waste? <laughs> so yeah, that actually, I, I was going to bring this up, but that is a prediction I actually got from a Wheel of Time Facebook group that we're in. Oh, okay. Someone said that their theory is that Rand splits off from the group here and spends season two in the Aiel Waste. Hmm. And That would be I think, an interesting... 
That'd be an interesting route to take. I don't think I'd buy it, though, because that would mean that he would, like, lead the Aiel to take the Stone Tier. And also, yeah. Egwene's interactions with the Wise Ones are way too important for her to not to be involved that. in, tier, in yeah. that. Yeah. And that is a big development point for her. I think for her sure. character is going to get the most development in season two and season three because season yeah. two, it season two, well, every season probably, but like season two, she becoming one of the Damani, like that was huge for her and caused so much trauma later life, on. Yeah. So I think that'd be too much to skip over, but overall, Matt Scoot, all those were fantastic. Um, I, I, I don't think, I think the, I agree with all of them outside of that last one and Maureen getting summoned Same. back. I don't think that I, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, they did bring by her swearing her oath that way. Yeah. They she did the bring open. Yeah, they left the door open for her to get called back, which should be very interesting if that By happens. Swan though, not by the Amerlin, by Swan. Correct. So I don't know. We'll see and I I, I wonder too if they'll they'll make uh swan and swan get cut out of the tower in season two i don't I think, think they'll they have get... her get uh, yeah. deposed in season two i think elida if they stay with elida taking over as Amerlin, i think they'll have swan deposed in season three we'll mm-hmm. see though we don't know at the pace they're going to take this because we don't know the episode length or how many episodes there's going to there's going to be there's still a lot of things up in the air how true they'll stay to the book's source all kinds of yeah. questions to ask, yeah. All right, so that's the predictions that we have going on so far. I tried to stay a little bit more grounded, little small ones. And Mike, you took a couple big swings there, so I'm interested to see how they how they pan out. I am I really liking the, your uh, your. <laughs> I always want the ability yes. to change my mind. I always hope yeah, that my favorite of your predictions though has to be the one about. Um, Rand going to Camelin and then getting a little kindling relationship going with Elaine before she goes off to the tower. I think that's for sure happening. But yeah. and then what order we don't know. Yeah, what order? Who knows? Uh, Matt yeah. Scoot, like Mike said, I liked all of yours except for the last one there. I think that Falma and Tyr will stay separate. But again, I like the the Celine call because. I think that'd be the best way to introduce kind of like another dark friend aspect of it all mm-hmm. into the show by having Lanfear first appear as Celine. So thank you, Matt Scoot, for sending those in. They were excellent to read. And again, promise did not read them until today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall great calls. And I mean, we could end up in, you know, in a year and being like, yeah, so we were all wrong. These are extremely early off-season predictions for season two before we really have any idea about what's going on, other than that we know Elaine has been cast. How often she'll be in the series, we don't know yet. Mm -mm. But we're uh, we're following Selena Coveney on the Instagram and Twitter, and so we will find out as much as she tells us about her role as Elaine. All right, so... With that being said, on anything else you got for us, Mike, or are we good to roll on out? Oh, I think we're good today. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this off-season episode of Wheel of Time Rewind. Next episode, let's have a little fun here. So let's do a little bit of a character draft 
about drafting our favorite characters from season one of Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. What do you say to that one? Oh, man, I love that idea. Let's do that. Yes, yes, yes. All right. And so we'll also do a reverse draft as well, I think, just to kind of give episode length where we'll do our least favorite characters as well. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, And then after that, in February, I think we're going to pull on a guest or two. Uh, We have a couple friends who or a friend who has not read the books, but has watched the show. And I'm excited to get his perspective on all this as well. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Really looking forward to that. And if any of you would want to come on here with us too, we're open to doing that. We've got off-season content to produce and lots of time to do it right now. But until next time, we'll see you at the next turning of the wheel. Goodbye. Bye.